So I actually bought this property on a tea break, on a night shift, because Perth time difference. I was saying to the agent, I was like, you know, I want the home open cancelled. We want this property. This offer only lasts for 12 hours. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm going to talk to the, going to talk to the client and really try and get this deal done. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with Dawn Foy, the founder of Future Proof Property Advisory. Her caring and compassionate nature is complemented by her feisty and fiery side, not letting anything stand in her portfolio's way. She shows us how, thanks to her strong convictions, her $3.5 million portfolio is growing steadily by the day. Foley and her partner have purchased four investment properties so far along with their principal place of residence. Their first investment property is in Port Kennedy in Western Australia which they bought in early 2022. They were able to pick it up before the West Coast market started its latest price rate, nabbing a deal at just $420,000. Classic bricks and mortar, 4 by 2 and plenty of room to update it. Uh, side access if we needed to ever put a granny flat out the back it has so much opportunity this property um and really close to the beach a good part of port kennedy it rented out uh, before settlement even happened we had someone ready to move in 500 bucks a week uh last year obviously the interest rates were three percent so it was uh, positively geared and we were like wow this is this is good. So, um, and for our very first property, I remember being on my tea break on a night shift. So I actually bought this property on a tea break on a night shift because Perth time difference. I was saying to the agent, I was like, you know, I want the home open cancelled. We want this property. This offer only lasts for 12 hours. And she's like, okay, okay. I'm going to talk to the, going to talk to the client and really try and get this deal done. So this was before everybody was trying to buy there. Um, and yeah, got the deal across the line at the time it was under the median. Uh, you can call it beginner's luck, but you could also call it that I was just really, uh, ferocious and wanting to, uh, have success with this because I had seen, um, the freedom that investing in property can give people. And I was like, we need to really knock it out of the park with our first few properties, um, to really keep building the portfolio. So why we went to Perth was for just the capital growth prospects in the short term and also the positively geared aspect. Now, when we told people we were investing in Perth, they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> we were like, isn't it all mines? <laughs> we're like, what if something happens with the mines? And I was like, oh, and I was like, that's old news. Industry is far more diverse there. Healthcare actually is one of its number one industries. Being on the opposite side of the country to Port Kennedy, she relied on a batch of resources to help her make the decision. So it was really just watching uh, lots of YouTube videos on different people who invest around Australia and then learning about data. So when we first started, we didn't know what equity was. We didn't know the significance of days on market, of government investment in areas. And then we became almost like, 
addicted to researching the data and we were on the Australian Bureau of Statistics website and I was like, wow, there's so much information out there um, that can translate into, uh, you know, uh, finding a good bit of equity for yourself. Um, Because even after we bought that property in 2022, when we went back to look at that only a few weeks ago, it's grown $100,000. So, and that was the first property. And I think, with the success we had in our because that was only our first year of investing we um it just gave us more confidence to keep trying to propel the portfolio and uh, since purchasing that what's been the next thing that you've done so we got another one so um so this story is interesting insofar as talking about um trying to navigate your investing journey with your partner and you both being on the same page because not only are you partners in a relationship, you're now partners in a business, right? Because investing is business. So how do you both get on the same page with mindset? And so it took a lot of, not convincing, a lot of robust discussions uh, to decide to go back to Perth again. Melissa was keen to diversify and I was very headstrong uh, in being like, no, no, we need to go back to Perth again. Like this is just too good. Um, but yeah, it's just learning to navigate those discussions as a partnership (laughs) and still having a partnership at the end of it um but yeah so we went back to Perth again Secret Harbour uh we paid this was two months later uh we paid 440 uh again built into the contract that you know the property could be viewed during the settlement period so we had a tenant ready to go on settlement day um and that rented again for I think 520 um and really, really good quality of tenants offering a year's rent up front. Um, like such high demand. And this is at the start of 2022. Um, really nice property, really new, like uh, so a good bit of depreciation in that um, and close to the primary school, really good suburb. Um, so we were really, really stoked with that one. She takes a step back to explain just how much of an Aussie she is and divulges a little more on her nursing career. So I became an Australian citizen when we were living in that first property, that first villa. And when I came to Melbourne after one year was when I stopped doing the agency work and got employment. So I then had employment, been working in intensive care for over 10 years. Um, So had long-term employment and, uh, you know, full-time or part-time, but um, nursing that can give you really good serviceability. And even then, like we had a lot of equity in uh, our townhouse and uh, we were always, uh, well, Melissa was always good at uh, encouraging us to save. So she's like the spreadsheet queen. She, um, she would just set us up with like, she's always forecasting planning finding ways to make our money work better for us um whereas my the phrase is always money comes money goes and she's like so she really uh she really um you know is the brains of the operation let me just say that but with our our deposits we um we used like half equity half cash some we used full equity um so then that enabled us to get good yields and also enabled us to make our savings work for us. Sure, they were sitting in the offset, um, but we wanted to be able to leverage as much of the bank's money 
as possible to get ahead. With one in the relationship a saver and the other a spender, it can make for some interesting dynamics. However, they always come to the same conclusion in the end. One, two, skip a few, we end up in regional Queensland in Bagara now. So this story actually is, so people will hear this and be like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? You're so naive. Why would you do this? Anyway, it sounds unbelievable. I was out for a walk. Melissa messaged me on a property and she was like, oh, look at this property. It looks great. And I was like, yeah, it looks great. So I rang the agent and he was presenting offers in an hour to the owner of the property. So they'd had like 20 offers on the property. And so managed to uh, figure out what the highest offer was, but that they had, you know, whatever, some con- lot of contingencies on it. And I was like, okay, uh, we'll offer you that price with no contingencies. So... <laughs> You're like, what the hell? There's like alarm bells going off across Australia. No. So in retrospect, would I ever do that again? No. Uh, Was it luck that it paid off? Yes. Would I ever recommend it? No. So we put in an offer, no finance contingency, no building and pest for $480,000 for a property. The property is like 700 meters to the beach. It's three by one. Huge property, 700 square meters in Bagara. That has grown by $90,000 in eight months and it rented out for five fifty, like straight away. And the quality of tenant in that property is unbelievable. But yes, would I ever make, make an offer with those conditions again? No. Was it stressful with the, with our, for our mortgage broker? Yes. Well, what, what was so attractive about this particular property that, you know, you had to get it? That's, that's what I'm trying to also understand. What was the logic behind it? I think for us, it seemed like somewhere that we would live or somewhere that in the future, you know, 15, 20 years time that um, we always had this fantasy of being in a caravan. We're not like caravan people. We're more like, you know, cabin type people. I don't know why we ever thought we would be like hitching a caravan and taking off. But I think most people assume that until they've actually, you know, been in a caravan. Um so, yeah, it just seemed like a real uh, a property that was going to be kind of a generational property for us. And we couldn't believe the value of the property in the location. Uh, the Bundaberg area just appealed so much to us with all of the uh, investment, government investment going in there. And it's just a beautiful spot in Queensland. With such an action-packed approach to their portfolio in 2022, you'd be forgiven for thinking it was time for a rest. Fori had other plans. So we were on this trajectory and, you know, we're in our like mid thirties and we're like, you know, we've, we've, we've missed so many um, years of growth in our heads. Like we, um, like if we had to look at ourselves 10 years ago, would we have ever bought that villa? No, we would have stayed renting and we would have bought properties around Australia and we would be done by now. We would have had the passive income, but hindsight is a great thing. So we said, no, we're on this train now, like let's, let's keep moving. So 
the the caveat to this is is that we did have a cash buffer so we did have savings that you know if you know if the interest rates went up which they did and if we needed to replace an air conditioner which we did we had the funds to do that would i recommend this strategy without a cash buffer no <laughs> um so we were tapped out with you know the big four banks and we asked our broker, we were like, what about like the third tier lenders? And he's like, are you sure? And we were like, yeah, because we're looking at this at long term. So we took off to Townsville, like everybody else is doing now. And we bought in Carwin. So we bought another four by two, you know, 700 square meters. Uh, and yeah, again, that property was rented out again before settlement. We paid, we negotiated post the building and pest off of that one. We got it down to four, two, five, and that rented out for 520. So pretty much neutral to positive cash flow from day one, which is great. Yeah, correct. So that was the four properties in one year. So then we took our total portfolio value, uh, including our PPOR, which we will turn into an investment, um, to over three and a half million dollars. Wow, congratulations. That's a huge achievement in such a short period of time. So, wow. And uh, what kind of, I guess, equity have you currently got sitting in there at the moment? So, there's over a million dollars sitting in that. And that's from our first year. And that includes our PPOR. So, again, what you were, what we were talking about, talking about that being together as a family is much more than about the bricks and mortar. So, for us, we're like, oh, we can rent like a sick house in Melbourne for cheaper than we can buy one so you could spend 2.2 million dollars to get the dream home or we can just go rent somewhere uh rent out our townhouse and then keep keep building the keep building the portfolio coming up after the break she explains why interest rates rises aren't all doom and gloom again with the interest rates We've had to work on our mindset a lot. Reveals the numbers behind women in property investment. I'm sure you're hearing this a lot nowadays and maybe everybody is becoming a buyer's agent, but uh, in the nursing space, it's not talked about. She shares her biggest inspirations and drivers behind what she does. So we just want to keep leveraging, keep educating, keep growing and help people in different ways. And that's next. I'm Taran Sharm and you're listening to Property Investory. While many people are hesitant to jump in, Foley is proof that it's still possible to purchase properties to build a portfolio in this market, even if you have to make a mental adjustment. Again, with the interest rates, we've had to work on our mindset a lot. So this mindset shift did not happen overnight. So um, we were before, I think like a lot of people with a fixed mindset of, you know, this is going to go bad and I don't want to pay a tax on property and whatever you know preconceived notions people have in their head about investing in property so we had to fully change our mindset into a growth mindset of thinking like no this can happen we're educated we're, we've gotten the right advice we, we, we trust in the process and we trust that people will always need shelter and there's not much supply coming on at the moment right so um Insofar as how do we get onto property number six? So at the moment, so we're going to look at using self-managed super. 
So we're going to use that as a vehicle to uh, really, again, try and get in some growth areas, hold one property in the super for whatever, five to seven years, sell it, recycle that again, and buy two, whatever. So keep recycling properties through the super until you know we come to retirement, if we're lucky to, enough to see that. Um, and then use some of those funds to pay down the portfolio would be the end plan. But we're not stopping. We're like just going to go for it. Online resources like YouTube have always been among her mentors, but it's not all screens all the time. As so far as mindset, I think um, it's just training yourself to think that something bad is not always going to happen and surround yourself with people who have achieved what you want to achieve. So for us at the stage in the, our portfolio we're at, we're um, you know, looking for mentors that have like you know, eight properties or 10 properties and how they got there. Um, and it's trying to find those people who have done what you want to do. And, you know, I wouldn't take advice from somebody who hasn't invested, uh, you know, so we really just try and surround ourselves now with people who um, think like us and that are on the same path as us. If you took yourself, say, 10 years ago, looking back at 10 years ago, what do you think you would have said to her? Oh. That's a really good question. Um, I would have said a lot of things, <laughs> but things that I can say on this podcast. <laughs> um, I would have said, just trust your gut. Um, and you don't have to follow everybody else. So uh, just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean that you have to do it. And I would tell her to buy a lot of property in Brisbane. <laughs> Hold on to it. <laughs> and in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, that's a really that's a really interesting question. I don't think knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything that's happened to my life in my life because I think it's all led me to this point. And, um, yeah, we just, we just love the hustle. We, we love to try and, uh, achieve as, as much as, as we can. And I think that was a big reason behind, and, you know, I'm sure you're hearing this a lot nowadays and maybe everybody is becoming a buyer's agent, but, uh, in the nursing space, it's not talked about. So in regards to talking about your finances and, especially as a woman as well. So there's only 27% of investors are women. It's a very male-dominated industry um, and it can be quite intimidating for a lot of women. Um, and even talking about super, like men at the end of retirement have so much more money in their super than women. Uh, so still uh, nowadays women are at a disadvantage when it just comes down to knowledge. So knowledge is power. And for us, we just want to be able to help people now in a different way and help other nurses um, realize that their pathway to retirement isn't slaving away when they're 65. It can happen in 15 years' time if they just you know, choose the right properties in the right locations. She has advice aplenty and not just for nurses, for people who tie emotions to properties 
she has a way to approach making needed changes. And I think the big um, thing that I want to convey as well is that rent vesting is not a bad word. So a lot of people tie memories to uh, PPOR, but those memories are with the people that are within that house, not the house itself, right? So, and, you know, those memories are going to be diluted now if you've maxed out your borrowing and you're sitting in a $1.8 million house, which, you know, the interest rates where they are. Um, so what's the payoff? So you're 25 and you're thinking, I can't afford to live in, you know, Richmond, I have to move out, you know, a lot further. And, um, but again, you don't know what you, what you want or need until you have children or, or, or until you do get that space. So, uh, just give yourself time and consider, um, investing in property and renting where you want to live. You can still achieve great things, but have your flexibility of lifestyle and not have to sacrifice that. What do you envision yourself, I guess, to, you know, be wanting to do and most excited about in your journey in the next, say, five years? Just excited to keep leveraging. Like, leverage is our favorite word in this house. Because um, I think when we realized that, you know, we could put whatever, 50,000 into shares, but that's 50,000, right? Or we can take our 50,000 to the bank and get 500,000 for that. Um, so we just want to keep leveraging, keep educating, keep growing and help people in different ways. But I think the biggest driver for me is my son. So, um, my son obviously has two mums, and we want to show him that, uh, you know, that there can be powerful women in, uh, business. And we just want to be able to inspire him that life is not all about university and, you know, getting the big house and punching out a few kids that you can, that you can design your own life, you know, that you can design your own life, whatever that is, it, you can make it happen for you and just don't worry about what other people think. I read something recently that I was like, Oh, I'm just going to like um, live by this. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, um, you can stop other people from like, uh, sucking the life out of you if you don't give them the straw. Fori surrounds herself with positive people with the right mindset, not just when it comes to property, but in her personal life as well. And life is short and my mother who I was telling you is a real um, inspiration to me. So uh, she's only 57, so she's very young. Uh, this is just unfortunately one of those stories where she's very fit, very healthy. A uh, very active woman, never smoked, but she has terminal cancer, um, and she's not going to see retirement. So you can wait all you want for your retirement and your super, or you can get busy living now, and you know just do what you want to do now. Like don't be a slave to your mortgage. Make money work for you, and start investing your money, not letting it sit in the bank for inflation to take it away. And just think about how you can get yourself and your family ahead, uh, you know, in a sustainable, in a sustainable way, because nothing is promised. So, not only have I seen that through nursing, now unfortunately, um, I'm seeing that with my own mum. But she is just, even since her diagnosis, like she's so inspirational. She's just living life to the max. She's actually off in uh, Rome at the moment. Um, she's still like traveling around and. Uh, her biggest lesson to us is and always is like be kind so um that's something that she's always just taught us is to be kind and that's just something that we always try and be 
How much of your success do you think has been due to intelligence, skill, and hard work? And how much of it do you think has been due to your luck? That's a hard question. If we had bought in 2020, I would have said luck. But, you know, we bought in 2022. It took a lot of research to be able to confirm what we thought about the areas we were buying in. Um, because even before Melissa had sent me the Bagara property, we had discussed that area a lot and looked at all the data. So even though, yes, we bought it off a whim, we had researched that area heavily. Um, intelligence can be measured in so many different ways. I think uh, what's really helped is my ability to form relationships uh, with agents, with property managers, um, even with our different conveyancers. And I think that's really helped us to succeed as well and I think just that not giving up and 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 not thinking in my head of buying four properties in a year is ridiculous when we're both just average Australian on average wages we're not on like three hundred thousand dollar plus like I'm, I don't I'm not in coding or IT I'm a nurse you know <laughs> like so like you can like you can achieve that as well you just have to educate yourself. So we would we would dedicate time every evening. We would spend hours together um, learning um, about property, everything about property, uh, because we were really passionate about it. And the interest rates don't bother me because we haven't um, gone with that big PPOR. Like, sure, we're paying more interest now with a third-tier lender on one of our properties, but that's short-term. We'll be able to refinance in a few years, and we're always looking long-term. We're always looking a few properties ahead or a few years ahead. And, you know, I'm sure you saw the Westpac article like everybody else did. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be some big changes coming in 2024. And if you're holding an asset in 2023, I think you'll be pretty happy moving into the next few years, especially in Perth or regional Queensland. Thank you to Dawn Foy, our guest on this episode of Property Investory.